Alright, let's run through the checks real quick. Uh, let's see, we got the shields online, foundries online, weapons are online, and thank god, the engines are finally showing online. Great, um, I want to try out the long range sensors. Alright, let's go for it. Uh, I'm picking up warships a couple systems away from us. Okay, uh, that's not much of a problem. I'm picking up something close. It's charging weapons. Wait, I'm getting an IFF tag. Yeah, that was the Pioneer 10. I think that might have been its camera then. Better dial home and let him know what happened. I think you should do it. We do not plunge headlong into folly on the orders of a single madman. This week we thought we'd do something a little bit different. We're looking at a game that we've been playing for a while, a series that we've loved for a long time, and the latest installment, Halo Infinite. Campaign came out, we both played through it, we played some multiplayer. More of the story, it is a very good game. And we're going to talk extensively about it. I'm your host, Isaiah. And I'm Chris. And this is Locked Loot. If you like the show and our content, please follow us on social media. Uh, give us a like on wherever you get your podcasts. And give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show grow. Also, if you want to hear more of my voice and talking about Dungeons & Dragons, join me for Game Master's Arsenal every week on Tuesday. Short little series where we break down the monsters within the Monster Manual to give you DMs the weapons you need to kill your players. Kill your players? Wait, what? Anyway, on with the show. So, Halo Infinite. I, I think the best place to start, because Halo Infinite was such had such a nostalgia factor to it. Oh, yeah. Because 343 team, they nailed it with the feel of Halo. Oh, yes. Um, it, it took them, you know... Two games to get it, but they finally got the actual feel of Halo. Yeah, and they were definitely able to bring it into the current generation very well. Oh, yeah. um, let, I feel like we should be taking a look back, because they definitely took a lot of inspirations from the earlier Halos. Oh, for We're talking sure. CE 2 and 3, the Bungies, mm -hmm. um, and Reach to some extent. But taking a look back, Halo has always had a feel to it. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't as quick-paced as other shooters. It, it was more methodical. You had your shields and then health to shoot through. You had a lot to chew through. Mm -hmm. And because of that, there was a lot more survivability. Um, because of that, the games were a lot more interesting. I think Halo, Halo Infinite definitely pulls back to that, but keeps it fresh and still fluid and speedy. Oh yeah. I definitely feel the same way. Um, the other thing that I did know that I did really like the AI just the, the the enemy AI in Infinite is so much better than almost every other Halo game. Yeah, and we should definitely talk about the AI when we talk about the campaign. I think we should start with the multiplayer. Multiplayer. The easiest way to describe the multiplayer is it's that nice Halo CE nostalgia itch that you've been wanting to scratch forever, but you haven't been able to. And yeah. this one scratches it so nicely. Yeah, because it's not. it doesn't have the solidity that Halo CE had. Even on Master Chief Collection, there was still a specific bulky feel to it. Uh -huh. um, 
Halo Infinite removes that. Everything's so smooth, and that's just because of the hardware limitations that they had at the time. They were able to move past that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as multiplayer, I think the weapons are pretty limited. They are. Um, I'm fine with that, to an extent. Um, limited weapons is completely fine, um, as long as they have plans for it. Uh, I there It has been a mess as far as like monetization goes, because mm-hmm. uh, the Battle Pass doesn't work very well. They're, they tried something, I feel like, they were trying to do something different with it, with the implementation of their Battle Pass system, mm-hmm. and they failed. Yep. Because the quests, the quests don't give you enough XP. Um, I feel like they should have implemented that you get XP from games. Yeah. So that games individually, not just missions and quests, so that you can have... You can complete that without feeling like I have to specifically shoot my friend in the back of the head to get <laughs> get a mission. I, I'm just I'm just giving an example. Um, I got to jump three times. I I don't know. I haven't paid attention to the missions very much, but the battle pass it was too long. Mm-hmm. There's not enough missions. It's definitely more um, money grabbing than I thought it'd be. But that kind of comes with the territory of a free to play game. Yeah. Um, but it, when it first released, it was free to play. Yeah. The multiplayer released. So. I, I feel like they they need to iron some stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about weapons, uh, I'm very fond of the skewer. <laughs> well, that's such a good gun. Um, uh, pinning a Spartan to a wall feels <laughs> great. Let, let's face it. Pinning a Spartan to a wall. Yeah. Another one to add to my collection. So I haven't really touched the multiplayer that much, but I do know in the campaign, one of my go-to guns, if I could find it, which they were plentiful, was the Mangler. I love that they brought that back. Um, I love that they brought back old weapons, weapons that we haven't seen in a while. Uh Um, The Mangler. The... I liked what they did to the plasma carbine. That was pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't, I, I'm not a fan of it, but I do like that they changed it up a little bit. Yeah, the weapon changes from Covenant to Banished. Mm-hmm. Really nice. The, bringing back the chopper. Oh, yes. The chopper. They're, they're still so clunky to drive. Yeah, and that's great. That's part of the chopper's deal. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're talking uh, multiplayer still, the scorpion. A scorpion, I love that they went back to the open cockpit. Oh, yeah. To where you can just gun out somebody if you can land the headshot before the tank takes you out. Uh, I, I I don't know. I just like it. They they nailed it on the head with this game. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they struggled with Halo 5 just because they tried to do something different. Mm-hmm. And it was too different. It wasn't Halo. Mm-hmm. I, I think Halo 5 would have been a good game, multiplayer-wise, if it wasn't named Halo. Mm-hmm. If it was just 343 doing something different, doing something similar to Halo, maybe a spin-off series, but yeah. it was a main title Halo game, mm-hmm. and it felt too different from Halo. Be- there was too much there between thruster packs, armor abilities, the weapon variants. There was so much there, it just didn't feel like Halo. Yeah. And, and I think that was a big thing with Infinite that they needed to nail was Halo. Mm-hmm. Well, how they felt, and this goes to show that three four three does know what they're doing. Yeah, they do know what they're doing. It did again. Took them took them a minute because four was kind of a mess. I don't know. How do you feel about them removing Prometheans? Oh, I love it. Uh, I thought the campaign wise and firefight wise, the enemy variants weren't fun to fight. Mm-mm. Um, no challenge really. Uh, and then in, in all reality, and their weapons weren't good. Mm-hmm. In all reality, the 
Prometheans were just annoying to fight because, you know, they just teleported around. Yeah, that was it. They teleported around and they had, you know, drones that healed them, which was annoying when you're in firefight trying to kill a boss and there's just watchers all over. Yeah. Um, and so that led to some problems. I feel like Prometheans as a whole were a symptom of a problem, not a problem themselves. Yeah. I think the issue was they wanted something different. They wanted something other than Covenant to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made sense. The war was over. Like, I, I kind of questioned why the Covenant were still fighting in Halo 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Halo 3 finished the fight. Mm-hmm. Peace treaties were signed. Uh, I don't understand it. I think I think the Banished were the perfect middle ground. Oh, yeah. Because you got your Covenant enemies. Mm-hmm. You got your Covenant. Uh, you got your Brutes. You got your Elites. You got your Jackals. You got your Buggers. We'll talk about them in a second. And you got their weapons. Mm-hmm. So they still felt fresh because you were fighting a different faction. A, the Banished were an entire different faction. We've seen them before. Mm-hmm. Halo Wars 2. Halo Wars 2. We've seen Zeta Halo before. Same game, mm-hmm. based on... Um, and I think the Banished were the perfect middle ground. So, if we're talking campaign, we need to talk about enemies first. The variations of enemies are fine. Mm-hmm. Like, we've... They're great. But when you're talking about the enemies themselves, uh, I think we start with the grunts. The grunts, <laughs> the grunts are grunts. The grunts are grunts. <laughs> and there is a new type of grunt. It's called the grunt mule. He carries weapons. He carries weapons, and sometimes you'll find really good stuff on him. I found one that was packing... What was it? I think he was packing a sniper and a skewer or something like I that. I found one packing a spanker and a skewer. That's what, uh, one of them was packing a spanker and a sniper. That's what it was. Yeah. So they're just packing around heavy weapons. And if you kill them, you can get those weapons. They pop them out of them. Um, and it, it, it's a good variation. It adds a little bit of texture to the game as well. Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what are grunts used for on the battlefield other than cannon fodder? Mm-hmm. Pack mules. Mm-hmm. Of course the brutes aren't going to he- carry around all their heavy armament. They're gonna make the grunts do it. Um, we had we brought they brought back grunt ultras with their shields. Oh, the weak shields that are like if you still get in there and melee them, they still die. <laughs> um, you had just your general grunts, some of them better than others. Most of I think they all had like plasma pistols or needlers, and that yeah. was their only equipment. Yeah. Other than the mules, which didn't use their equipment, they just had the uh, stuff on their back. Yep. Um, jackals. Oh god, the bane of my existence on, on Infinite. I loved the jackals. Yeah, the jet. Ja- like I didn't like that. Like as I was playing, I'm like, these guys are really annoying. But now that I look at it, these guys have so much better AI. Oh yeah, they're smart. Like, and that's a big thing about this game is the enemies are smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so jackal wise, you had two variants of the normal jackal. You had, of course, the blue shields mm-hmm. and the yellow shields. Those were your standard jackals. Yep. Those have always been your standard jackals. Like, there were no red shields, which was really nice. They didn't need to add a third variant just in case, mm-hmm. um, which was great. I loved that. Um, they were they were confident in their jackals, and that was enough. The, and the jackals were pretty strong because that gun now, that gun out the side mm-hmm. was surprisingly hard to hit. Oh, yeah. Before, you'd, like, fire in that general area, and it'd be fine. Now your bullet will whiz by. Yeah. Half the time. And so it's like, oh, great. Getting them to stagger was a big difficulty in the early game. Until you kind of figure out. That was kind of a theme with Halo that I Infinite that I realized. Um, the enemies were hard to deal with unless you knew how to deal with them. Yeah. Like, everybody knew, like, jackals, you pump enough kinetic rounds into them that shield will eventually break. But it'll break a lot faster with shock weapons or plasma weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, but if 
if you fought them and you fired your grappler at them, you know that if you hit the shield with that grappler, not only does it refund the grapple, but it staggers them back to line up the headshot. Yep. Um, there's a hint for how you deal with jackals. Um, jackal snipers too. Oh, jackal snipers. They they removed like the needle the um, weird ones like the carbine and beam rifle. They removed those, and they just have the stalker rifle. They have the stalker rifle and the shock rifle. Yeah. Um, the stalker rifle. I love it. It's the... a powerful sniper. Mm. Three shots to take out your shields. Five shots to kill. Without a headshot. Without a headshot. If they nail you in the head as soon as your shields are low or down, you're just done. Yeah. And I've had a few instances where a jackal just pops my head off. Yeah. You won't. You won't even expect it. And it's just like, thunk. There goes yeah. my head. You, you'll die. You'll respond like, "Welcome to Sniper Alley, boys." Yeah. My my first goal in a firefight was always get to a high ground, take out the jackals. Yep. You have to deal with the snipers first. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're just going to pop you or you're fighting behind cover the entire time. Yep. Um, they brought back one of my favorite jackal variants. The skirmisher? The skirmisher. We haven't seen them since Halo Reach. Oh, they're, so, they're so much fun. The mini shields, the... Oh, and their guns are usually equipped with needles. They actually fire... I've been kind of analyzing the enemies. Uh -huh. Um... Grunts notice they don't really fire bursts of needle shots. Just hold down. They don't hold down the trigger until it's empty. They fire like one or two needle. They fire it like a semi-auto half the time. Uh -huh. And then if they're panicked or something, they'll like unload in five or six. But a skirmisher will look at you out in the open and unload the entire clip on you. It's a great detail that they know how to deal with the needlers. <laughs> and then I think the other thing... The other thing that was really funny is to see how the grunts and the elites operated ghosts differently. Yeah. Because the ghost would get, well, a grunt and a ghost would get it right up in your face and be like, hi, hi, I've got a ghost, and you just jack it. Yeah, and the elites will try to keep their distance. If you approach them, they'll try to ram you. The elites are smart enough in the ghosts and vehicles in general to yeah. kind of... Enemies and vehicles operate differently based on what enemy is in the vehicle, and I love that little yeah. detail. It's that little detail in the campaign where I'm like, that adds so much variation because you know what you're fighting now. Um, they brought back buggers. Oh, sorry. Skimmers. Yeah. So they're calling them now. Yeah, skimmers. Oh my gosh. Okay, so buggers were annoying. Yeah. Halo 3, buggers were super annoying. And I think changing the details about how long they stay in the air and the AI improvements overall for aerial really improved the buggers mm -hmm. um, and bring them back as the skimmer which are in all reality they are somehow even more annoying than buggers mostly okay. because they carry around shock rifles yeah it's because of their specific armament yeah. their specific armament are those electric grenades and uh shock rifles and the shock rifles you have i tried to take out the legendary skimmer and a ghost and went up the wrong side and i just I, I, I just was just stunned i couldn't do anything yeah, you like you can't take vehicles against them. Um, one good thing is they're kind of weak to kinetic weapons. Oh yeah, for sure. So you, you'll eat their shields quickly and then kill them, and then you have a free shock rifle. Mm -hmm. But they are smart. They're good. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen one like hang out on the front of a ghost. They don't try to jack the ghost. They no, they just plant a bomb. It. Yeah, they get on there and they plant a bomb, and it's great. Um, one other thing that I love uh, while we're talking about vehicles because we're kind of there. We're all over the place, but in the campaign, we're talking about vehicles. Um, I love that if they take too much damage, banished vehicles will scuttle themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're taking too much damage and you hear a beeping sound, 
In other games, the beeping sound is, you're low on health. In this game, it's it's going to blow up. Yeah. Self-destruct initiated. Get out. And I love that detail. Mm-hmm. And how some enemies will, in fact, scuttle their own vehicles. Like elites will do that. Yeah. Elites, if they're in a wraith and you get it down low enough, they'll scuttle the vehicle mm-hmm. themselves so that you can't take it. And it's a it's the little details like that that makes fighting the enemies so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we should probably talk about elites now because we kind of touched on them, but elites as a whole, they're they're elites. They're elites. Okay, and this is interesting because in Halo Five and Halo Four, you would tear through elites. Oh yeah, like rip and tear. Shields down, headshot, they're done. Their shields go down very quickly. In this game, elites are difficult to fight. Yeah. They're they're interesting. They play tactically. They, they'll get behind cover, wait for their shields to recharge. Then they'll go invisible. They'll go invisible. If you get too close, they'll pull the energy sword and go active camo on you. And you're like, what do I do now? Um, I've had some interesting scenarios with them. And the uh, gear that you get, the tracer round or whatever it's uh, called. The uh, target threat detector. Threat detector. Um, I fired it off a jackal. And stuck to yourself. And, and you stuck got it to myself, and I got blinded. I'm glad I got out of that fight alive. I learned never fire one at a jackal. Um, it's it's also, speaking of the threat detector, the best thing is hitting an elite with that thing when he goes invisible. Um, one of the boss fights is against an elite with a sword, and I just tagged him. Actually, there's two of them that have elites with swords, and they both go invisible. Yeah, but... The second one, I tagged him with the threat detector so that every time the threat detector would move uh-huh. and when it beep, it'd just show him and ha- show him running. <laughs> and so it's like, I know where you are and I will kill you. And, and that second one, the thing, the thing that I found out that was really funny, just, you just throw shock coils and energy coils at him and he just, he just dies. Yeah. I think that's inter- like the boss fights are actually interesting in this game. Uh-huh. Um, I really enjoyed them. Um, there's a reason we're not talking about the story. Because there are twists. There's a lot of... The story is great, and we'll talk about it in a second after we're done with the enemies. So we elites are elites. Uh, energy swords. I love how they did the energy swords. Um, yeah. And how the elites behave with the energy swords. Oh, yeah. Like, they're a lot more um, aggressive when they get them. They're, mm-hmm. a lot, they're in your face. Because elites will normally keep their distance. But as soon as you close that gap and they pull that energy sword... They're so aggressive. They're so aggressive, and you've either got to tie him down with a with the second upgrade for the grapple shot, or just run and try and outgun him. Yeah, outgun or outsword him sometimes if you have a sword yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I there are so many times where I've grappled into one, and the dude's just waiting for me with a sword. And I'm just try like, get the shock upgrade. It stuns them. I know I have the shock upgrade now, um, but I didn't at the time, and I'm like, okay, now I need the shock upgrade. Um, so, brutes. Oh, God. There's a few different variants of brutes. brutes. So, you, you have a basic brute and ones to carry around. They carry around all sorts of different weapons. Yeah, maulers, ravagers, skewers. They'll carry around anything. Uh-huh. Um, they're also easy to kill. Uh, you can two-shot them with the pistol if you pop their helmet off and then shoot them again. Uh-huh. Also, their dialogue. <laughs> the dialogue with the brutes. The dialogue. You headshot something and I'm like, that's why I have a helmet. Yeah, you'll pop the helmet off. That's why I have a helmet. Pop. <laughs> um, speaking of dialogue, side note here. Um, oh my god, they're the epitome of talk shit and get hit. Uh-huh. Because they'll talk so much smack, 
brutes, elites, grunts, jackals. They'll talk smack all day long. And I love like interrupting the dialogue and just like smacking one dead. <laughs> it's like, we'll kill you dead or whatever the brutes will say or they they have so many different dialogues in there about killing the spartan uh-huh. and then they'll the they they'll just do it uh-huh. um and you it, it makes it interesting it adds a variable to f- the fighting where you're like oh now i want to kill you uh-huh. <laughs> oh was that a challenge yeah pretty much um okay other than brutes you got the shielded brutes you've mm-hmm. got sniper brutes the sniper brutes always have skewers skewers or stalker rifles hmm. either of them are dangerous yep because unlike jackals, you can't one-shot them in the head. Mm-hmm. Or multi-shot. Um, brutes are the primary enemy that you'll be fighting. There's one other one other variant. The brawler. Oh my gosh, the brawler. They or, will they will run at you with no weapons. And they yeah, will smack they're you. armored or shielded, and they'll just run at you and just try to beat you down. Yeah. Uh, you can grapple them, you can do anything you want to them, but they're just charging at you no, with no weapons. Um... There's a couple other variants. Uh, the big one to talk about is the Chieftain. Uh, the Unkillable Chieftain. They've e- usually got either a Scrap Cannon, a Plasma Turret, or a Hammer. That Scrap Cannon is the most annoying thing to deal with. It does so much damage. Oh, so much damage. And it, like, because its rate of fire upgrades as you fire, it gets more dangerous as they have you in line of sight, because they're just rapid firing it at that point. Mm-hmm. Um... I always have problems with the chieftains. Like, they're heavily shielded. Um, it's not shielded, they're heavily no, armored. No, they're shielded and armored. Oh, that's why they're so hard to kill. Yeah, they're shielded and armored. That's why it takes them, That's why it takes almost two entire kill shots from a cinder shot to kill him. Yeah, um, so there's a chieftain in the final fight that was the bane of my existence. Because yeah. he had come out with his hammer, and it's like, you unload... You're already struggling for ammo at that point, uh-huh. and so you're like, unload into him with everything you've got. Yeah. And then if you spawn, you if you die, you spawn right before he comes out. Yep. I I had problems with that chieftain. I had problems with him too. I didn't see him for the first like two or three times I did the final boss fight, and then I killed him three times. But then I also got I also got dead because either I got hit by a grunt, uh, a skimmer picked me off, or an elite came up behind me. Yeah. And then that final time, I finally got him. I'm like, yes. Um. As far as enemy variants goes and enemies as a whole, there's only one other enemy type we need to talk about. We're not talking about bosses or anything like that, uh, open world bosses or final bosses or anything like that. Um, we want to leave those fights for you guys to enjoy. Oh, yeah. Um, go into those blind. I-, I went into Halo blind. I did, too. Um, hunters. There's a, there's I'm two not, variants of hunters. There's two variants of hunters, but there's also one other enemy that we need to talk about. The Sentinels. Oh, the Sentinels, I don't know. They they weren't a big they're, deal. They're Sentinels. They're Sentinels. They but there are teams. different variants. Yeah. There's the Shielded variant. I like how they go kamikaze on you. Yeah. Um, as soon as they, like, as soon as you get, like, criti- them to, like, critical damage or disable the gun or something, they go kamikaze. Uh, that was a very interesting detail. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have subtitles on, I, I we encourage you to play with subtitles. Oh, my gosh. The uh... <laughs> Terrified electrocuted scream. <laughs> electrocuted struggle. <laughs> um or cuz if you're running if you notice them um they have aggressive it has aggressive beep for the sentinels. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Aggressive beeping. 
So, or a curious beeping. Yeah. Inquisitive beeping. Yeah, it, it's very funny. Um, mm-hmm. The subtitles are great. The subtitles are great. I highly recommend playing with subtitles. Um, but that's I also recommend playing any game with subtitles, because there's a lot of details that you miss without the subtitles, and there's a lot of jokes in that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Hunters. Okay, let, let's start off by saying Hunters feel like a boss fight in themselves. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're tough. They hit hard. Um, and when you get when you either kill one of the hunters or they get low, they get enraged and they rapid fire that fuel rod. They cannon. rapid fire that fuel rod cannon and they will they will tr- they will run at you. And it's great. I love it. Um, they get aggressive. They're hard to kill. They you're always fighting them in pairs mm-hmm. or one time in or one time in a quad group. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started on the quad group. Don't. Yeah, no. I I made I, I had an issue with the quad group where I killed one from each group. <laughs> so the two I was fighting were both enraged. <laughs> Smooth move, Xlax. I had a spanker, so I was fine, but... Um, oh my gosh. Speaking of that, the... Uh, so the regular hunters aren't too bad. The red hunters are the worst. They're tougher. They hit harder. They get enraged faster. Yeah, I I took four shots from a spanker to kill one hunter. They're tough. Yeah. They'll, they'll take a shot and keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the enemies goes, their AI is great. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll fight smart, except for grunts. Um, they have tactics. They have strategy. They're not just standing there shooting you. They'll try to get around cover to fight you. They'll get yep. in vehicles. They'll get out of vehicles. Uh, I love a little detail where if uh, where if a banshee gets scuttled in the air, the elite just jumps out. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'd rather take the risk of falling to my death than exploding in this thing. Um, as a whole, the banished are a great faction. Oh yeah, for against. sure. They're fun. They're arrogant. They're tough. We're seeing brutes again. Something I really missed with Halos four and five. Oh yeah, I did miss. Was the, the lack of brutes? There's only one thing about the banished that I don't like. Where's my brute shot? Exactly. Where is the quintessential brute gun? Yeah. Where's my brute shot? Where's Where's my brute weapons? My My favorite brute weapons, like the brute shot. We got the Mauler back. Um, uh, the Mauler isn't the same, but it's, it's not the same. It's not it's better. Shot. I think it's better. Than where's my big bladed gun? Yeah. Um, I think I think Halo lacks a lot of explosive weapons. Yeah, it does. It definitely um, does. There are some weapons that I just wish they hadn't removed. Uh, my DMR. Mm-hmm. I, I like my DMR. I don't care if you gave me the commando rifle. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. The DMR is just better. Um, and I get it. I like the story. Um, story-wise, the story is phenomenal. Oh, yes. Um, it's played well. The It's well-paced, I believe, too. Um, and the relationship between Chief and the weapon mm-hmm. is really good there. Yeah. Because there's... And it's kind of brought up later, and I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to talk about the point plot too much, um, just because this is a story that you want to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, their relationship is really interesting. It, it definitely is. Because it, it's the relationship, uh, it's a post-Cortana relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chief doesn't trust the AI um, because of Cortana. The chief has a lot of guilt about it. About what happened. And because of that, he's not as open to the weapon mm-hmm. as he was Cortana. 
Uh, because of that, it, there's so much in there that it's like, yeah, like the story, because it focuses on Chief uh-huh. so much, um, they they adapt the character really well. Oh, yeah. They, this, I believe, has a lot more character than 4 or 5 did. Because 4 or 5 was very much Cortana-based, very much, 4 was very much Cortana-based. Mm-hmm. You didn't see a bunch of Chief, um, despite him being with Cortana through every cutscene. He wasn't a big one. He had his one-liners. Mm. Um, in 5, he, Locke was the big... Uh, Locke was the primary, mm-hmm. and Chief Squad was secondary. And with um, with this one, they put Chief first. Mm-hmm. They put Chief's guilt about everything. They put Chief's uh, mistrust of the AI. Yeah. Uh, like, he doesn't hate the AI, but it's very much a more watching his back. Yeah. He's always concerned. And I love that. I, I love that little development there. I also like that they re... What did you think of Echo 218? <laughs> He's such a good character. His character is great. And, and it definitely shows the the parallel of inhumanity with the Master Chief versus a normal person. Yeah. Because he he's not a Marine. He's a volunteer. Mm-hmm. Very, specifically, he was an engine tech who stole a pelican. Mm-hmm. Um, and his panic, his fear, his want to go home all the time, his, and his, like, his darkest moments, it, it portrays a level of humanity that Master Chief doesn't have. Yeah, I agree. Um, and putting that Marine in there saying, hey, this is how a normal person would feel in the face of these circumstances. Mm-hmm. He would be panicking. He would be worried because... 117 is taking him into a war zone. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be in that war zone. He just wants to go home. Yep. Um, and there's a moment, there's a beautiful moment where he's like, the hope has been dashed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he he wants to go home, but he can't. And he kind of realizes it. Uh, and after that, things change. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of change there. And the character growth of him is really nice. Um, I mean... Other games really had, like, the Marines being faceless. And this guy is very much, hey, he's still human. Mm-hmm. He's very much still human. Um, Echo 218 is a great character. It Halo, Halo as a whole. Like, Halo Infinite's campaign as a whole, though. It's so good. Beautifully paced. Mm-hmm. Um, the open world fits so well. Oh, yeah. Because I... they, they did the smart thing. Of saying, you have the open world to play in, but we're going to be closing off the mission areas as, like, enclosed set pieces. Uh-huh. You're not running through the open world for every mission. Mm-hmm. Which was a great idea. Um, and it's that's, I think, what led it to still being Halo despite being open world. Yeah, like, it definitely had that Halo feel to it. Like, I was a little, like, once I, once I remember that it was open world, and he had that, the beacon step, I was like... Seriously, I've got to go all this way. Yeah, but then it, then it actually turned out being really fun. Yeah, they they made sure the stuff in the open world is still fun. Yeah. Um, story wise, I wish there was a little bit more. Um, I wanted some meat about what happened to the Spartan force. Are there still any Spartans left? Mm-hmm. Um, it, are some characters still alive? Specifically, uh, I don't know why. I'm like, okay, what about Locke? What about Palmer. What about their group? What about Blue Team? Mm-hmm. 
how did blue team respond to all of this yeah um because it it's a lot they 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 ripped a lot of the old stuff out and they definitely were trying to go for a reset mm-hmm. which i'm fine with i'm fine with that going for the reset they they had put way too much in the playing field for people to care or keep track of yeah so shortening it back down to its roots which was the master chief the map sierra john 117 and his ai mm-hmm. and then building from there i think that was a great idea yeah it definitely was um but there's still some things where i'm like i i kind of not want to know what happened mm-hmm. what happened. i also want to know what happened to the prometheans like i know they're not there but i also are they still out there yeah exactly did they shut down when cortana shut down yeah I mean, that was revealed at the start. I'm not spoiling anything. Oh, it was? Yeah, the first segment. And in fact, one of the trailers said that Cortana was supposed to be scheduled for deletion. Oh, yeah. That was the goal. Mm -hmm. Um, It's revealed literally in the first or second mission. And it was in one of the trailers. Um, Because it it was talked about how the weapon's job was to infiltrate and secure Cortana for retrieval and deletion. Mm -hmm. And she completed that mission. So, I'm not spoiling anything by saying Cortana died. Mm-hmm. Um, but the story still plays out very well, and the aftermath of that, and mm-hmm. not trusting the new AI, mm-hmm. um, which is a Cortana model. I mean, you you get that suspicion, like, when you're talking to her, they kind of use the same actress, mm-hmm. um, same model for Cortana. Just a different voice. Uh, I wouldn't... I don't know what it was about the voice. I don't think it was the voice because the voice still sounded inherently Cortana. Uh-huh. Um, it was the outfit. Yeah. I really like that. I really like the like UNSC uniform on the new one. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot that I really enjoyed. The character there was really good. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm not spoiling anything by saying that she succeeded in her mission and mm-hmm. Cortana got shut down, but she was also supposed to be deleted. Mm-hmm. Which, which adds to an interesting thing. Like, and... Play through the game. The story gets through it. We're not going to talk, like... We're not going to give anything away about the story other than what we've already done. We're not going to give away the big twists, because the big twists are very important. And really good. Yes. The game is well executed. Yes. And the campaign is well executed. Mm-hmm. Um, just so well executed. And the characters and how they respond to certain events are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, how do you feel about Halo Infinite? Oh, I love it. Uh, it's that very return to roots Halo game that we've all needed. Scale of one to ten, five being average, as always. I'm gonna give it an eight, eight and a half. I'm giving it a nine. You know, no, I'll go with you. It's, it's... No, no, I think eight and a half is a good place, uh-huh. but I'm giving it a nine because I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, th- <sighs> the other reason why I want to agree with you with on the nine because that was just like a yeah. That's what I kind of felt felt, but the more I look at it, the more I realize. I don't. I'm telling you this, and I'm telling everyone else this. Halo is the first game I ever played. I put it on the PC back in about 2003. See, and I was introduced to Halo with Halo Four. Yeah, and I did that. I created your. I created that monster. Um. So actually, you know what? I agree with you more than I do myself. Mm-hmm. Eight and a half. Here's why. Oh, there are some bugs. There's some bugs. There's the multiplayer uh, progression is a mess. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot of room to grow. It is not a perfect game by any means. No. It, it's so it's close. polished. It's... it's polished, like, really well for a release game. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun to play. 
and the effort for the storytelling is so good. Mm-hmm. So eight, eight to eight and a half is where I'd put it. It's not a perfect game. It's a well above average. It's really good. It's it's way above what's been being released lately. Play Halo Infinite. <laughs> I. I think that's all we've got for you this week, because mm-hmm. if we keep talking about this, we are going to spoil something. Yep. So. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. We'll go with eight and a half. Eight and a half. And that's all we've got for you this week. I'm your host, Isaiah. I'm Chris. And we're logging out.